Shalom to all. Today's office site of Zion, and we are starting the second line with a brand new Mishnah. And today's office sponsor, Lili Nishmas, Mars Miriam Sarabas, Yaakov Maisha, Hernish Shamashad Avanolia, and Lili Nishmas, Mars Rifka Bas from Mayor Zev, Hernish Shamashad Avanolia. And the Mishnah tells us, Ketat Isola, once a woman was warned and she was secluded with a man, what does her husband do now? So Malicha Lebezin Shabbos Haimakim, he brings her, meaning her husband brings her to a Bezdin in the area where she lives. And in Western Lashnei Talmud Chachamim, Bezdin gives the husband two Talmud Chacham to accompany him. Why do we have these two Talmud Chachamim? Shem Maybe he's going to end up being bail his wife along the way when he's bringing her to Yerushalayim. And in such a scenario, the water doesn't work. So we have to have two Talmud Chachamim. And the Gemara is going to explain why that is. Whereas Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda says, her husband is believed that he wasn't bail her. So we don't have to have two Talmud Chachamim. Now the Gemara says, by saying that we give him two Talmud Chachamim, that means that we have two Talmud Chachamim and him, so that's three people going along with her to Yerushalayim. Let's say this mission is a riot for what Rav said. This was only taught when we're dealing with a city. What's this? So this is halacha regarding Yichud, this family Masechus Kedushin, that there's no Isra of Yichud with a woman and two men. Now that's only in the city of Abaderech, but if she's going along the way, then there has to be three men in order for there not to be Yichud. Maybe if there's only two, one of them is going to have to use the restroom. That one who's Remaining is going to end up being over this Rav Yichud. So we see that our Mishnah, who says that we need three men going along with her, is a support for Rav. The Gemara says, like, that's not a raya. Hacha hainu taimo. What's the reason over here in our Mishnah that we have to have two Tamil Chacham accompanying him? If the husband is bail her, so now there's Adim to prove that the husband was bail her, and now she's not allowed to drink the Meisaita. The Gemara continues being back from the Mishnah. Tamil Chachamim in Kuleyamalai. The Mishnah says that he has to have Tamil Chacham accompanying him, not regular people. Let's say this is a raya for another member of Rav. He says, we only said that two men with a woman is not yichud if they're kasher men. But if they're prutzin, even if there's ten men with her, they're still an isra of yichud. And my saw here, there was a story by Tzua Hasar B'mita. Ten people took a woman out in a bed, which means they pretended that she died and they brought her out of the city. And this was all in order to be mezana with her. So we see that even ten people with a woman is yichud if they're prutzin. But either way, it seems to be that we have a raya for Rav from our Mishnah. Gemara says, that's not a raya. What's the reason over here? We have to have Tamir Chacham accompanying him to Yadi Lasriyabay so that they know that they should warn him, by the way, you're not allowed to live with her, or else she's not going to be able to drink the water. Regular people wouldn't know that, only Tamid Chacham would know that. And the Gemara continues explaining the Mishnah, Rabbi Huda Amar Baila Vachulu, Rabbi Huda says her husband is believed about her, and he doesn't need any escorts. The Gemara tells us, Tanya have a bias, Rabbi Huda Amar Baila Neman Mikavachimer, her husband is trusted about her, that he didn't live with her, based off of a Kavachimer. What's a Kavachimer? Umanida Shiba Kares. Just like when we're dealing with a Nida, it's also for him to live with his wife who's a Nida, that's an Isra Kares. Baila Neman Aleha, her husband is believed about her. We know that a husband is allowed to be Miyachid with his wife who's a Nida and wouldn't suspect anything. So Saita, she belav. When we're dealing with a Saita, the Isra of him to be with her is only a lav, like Kal for sure we're going to believe him. Now for Abanon, the Rabbanon would respond to that by saying, that logic that you just used is going to prove that your Kavachim is wrong. Nida, the Kares Chamirule. A Nida, that if he lives with his wife who's a Nida, he's going to get Kares, so that's very Chamer to him. Umehemen, that's why he's believed. But Saita, the lav, Saita, if he lives with his wife who's a Saita, that's only a lav, like Chamirule, that's not so Chamer to him. Vlai Mehemen, therefore he's not believed. Now the Gemara asks, Rabbi Yudim Kavachimer, Rabbi Huda really learns this from a Kavachimer, for Rabbi Huda Mikra'imaisila. Rabbi Huda learns this sheet from a Pasuk, not from a Kavachimer. The time we have a Braisa, the Pasuk tells us, The man brings his wife to the Kayin. What do we learn from here? The husband brings his wife. That's what the Pasuk says. The man brings his wife with no escorts. But the Chamim said, that we give him two Tamilchim to escort him. Maybe he's going to be bail her along the way. Now Rabbi Yaisi says, that her husband is 
believed about her because we have a Kavachimer. Just like when we're dealing with a Nida, there's an Isser Karis for him to live with her, but still the husband's trusted and he's allowed to be Miyachid with her. There's only an Isser Lav to live with her. For sure he's trusted. And Amrulai the Chum told Rabbi Lai, that's not so because if you're going to say that he's trusted to be with his wife who's a Nida because he has a Heter afterwards to live with her once she comes out of her Nida status. But are you going to say the same thing by Saita that he's trusted? She doesn't have a Heter. And furthermore, we have to suspect the husband because it says in the Pasuk that stolen waters are sweet. When a person is told you are not allowed to do this, so now all of a sudden he has a real Yetzirah to do it. So when he's told you're not allowed to live with your wife if she's a Saita until she drinks the water, so now he's going to really want to do it. So that's the reason why we have to give him two Tamil to escort him along the way. Now here's the third opinion in the Brisa, and this is where the question's from. Rabbi Huda and Rabbi Huda says, It's just the man bring his wife without any escorts. Shanem, because the Pasuk says, The man brings his wife. So we see from here that Rabbi Huda learns this from a Pasuk and not from a Kaval Chaimer. So Gemara answers, it's not a stira. Originally, Rabbi Huda told him this Kaval Chaimer, or Parchua, and the Chachamim asked on the Kaval Chaimer, like we said previously, and then he quoted the Pasuk. Now the Gemara just asks on the Brisa, Rabbi Huda Hainu Tanakama. Rabbi Huda seems to be the same sheet as the Tanakama. Both the Tanakama and Rabbi Huda quoted this Pasuk of Vehevi Ha'ishas Ishtai. So what's the difference between the Tanakama and Rabbi Huda? The Gemara answers, the difference is the Aval Amru. The Tanakama quoted the Pasuk that Rabbi Huda quoted, but the Tanakama also followed up by saying, even though Midaraisa, he is allowed to bring his wife without escorts, Aval Amru, but the Chamim said, we have to give him escorts just in case he's by her. So even though Rabbi Huda and the Tanakama agree that Midaraisa, they can go up by themselves and they don't need any escorts, the Tanakama holds that Midarabana we need escorts, and Rabbi Huda holds that even Midarabana we don't need escorts. And moving on to brand new Mishnah, this is a continuation of what we do with this Saita, what the whole procedure is. They bring her up to the Bezan Agadol in Yerushalayim. This is the Sanhedrin of 71 Chachamim. This Sanhedrin is Bezan Agadol sat in the Lishkas Hagazis, which is a room off of the Azara. And they frighten her or they intimidate her, the same way that they frighten or intimidate people that are coming to the Eidus about capital cases, they try to frighten her. And the mission is going to say why they frighten her. What do they tell her? Biti, my daughter, drinking much wine is going to cause the situation that you find yourself in. A lot of levity and improper joking brings to the situation. A lot of childishness brings to this. Bad neighbors will cause you to be in this situation. Do it for Hashem's great name. That was written in Kedusha. So it shouldn't be erased over the water. Now here's our answer to why they're frightening her, why they're intimidating her. Part of the process of preparing the May Saita is writing a whole Megillah, writing a whole scroll, and putting it in the water and erasing it into the water. And Hashem's name is erased in this water. Now we don't want to erase Hashem's name for nothing. So we're going to try to intimidate her, to convince her, to admit to her guilt that she really is Tame. And that's why we tell her all of this. And furthermore, they say things in front of her that she's really not fitting to hear. Not her, not her father's house. And the Gemara is going to describe exactly what those things we say in front of her are. Now, if she says, I'm Tame, so she writes a shiver, she writes a receipt for her Ksuba. In other words, she writes, I didn't receive my Ksuba because I was Mazana, and then she goes out of her marriage, and everything is ended there. However, if she maintains her innocence and she says, I'm Tahar, they bring it to the eastern gate on Harabayas, Shal Pesach Shar Nikonar, it's facing the entrance of Shar Nikonar, Shoshom Ashkenes that's where the Saita drinks the water, that's where women who gave birth become Tahar, that's where the Matara of Matsaira, and we continue this process of embarrassing her and tiring her out so that she should admit. So what happens? The kind grabs onto her clothing by her neckline and he pulls. If it tears, then it tears. If it gets shredded, so it gets shredded. And how much is he going to pull her garment? Until he reveals her heart, which means he reveals her upper chest. He unbraids her hair, which means he's uncovering her hair and he even unbraids the hair. And again, this is all to embarrass her.
Sure. Rabbi Yudai Rabbi Huda says, If her chest or upper body is na'ah, it's pleasant, so he doesn't reveal it. If her hair is nice, he's not going to unbraid it because we don't want to cause people to have improper thoughts. Let's say she was wearing white clothing. The kind has to dress her in black garments. Let's say she's wearing golden ornaments. Based on top of Choker necklaces, nose rings, or finger rings. They're taken off of her in order to make her repulsive. Afterwards, the kind takes a chevel mitri, which is rope woven out of fiber that grows around the palm tree. He ties it above her breasts. This is because her clothing is torn. And if he doesn't tie her clothing to her, so then it might fall down completely, we don't want her to be completely revealed. Anyone who wants to come and watch this is able to come. Except for her servants and maidservants. Because her heart is gas when they're there. What does it mean her heart is gas? She gets boldened by them. She's their master. And even if she's taught me, she's not going to say anything if they're there. So they're not allowed to be there. All women are allowed to come and see her. Because the Pasuk says, All women will be chastised. So they shall not imitate yours. Nos. Now the Gemara asks, "Manani Mili, how do we know that she's brought to the Bezdin Agadol?" So Amr Abchi Bar Gamda, Amr Abyesi Bar Chanina, Asya Tyra Tyra. We have Xerah Shava Tyra Tyra. Ksev Hachat says over here, "Vaasa La Hakain is called Hatyra." The kind performs for her all the Tyra. Ksev Hasam it says over there in regards to the Sanhedrin, "Alpiat Tyra Sher Yerucha." So what do we learn from here? Malalon B'Shevim V'Echad. Just like the pasuk of Alpiat Tyra Sher Yerucha is talking about the Sanhedrin of seventy-one, Afkan B'Shevim V'Echad. So to over here, this has to be done by the Bezdin of seventy-one. The Gemara continues, "Ma'aymen Olav Chulu." We frighten her and we intimidate her to try to get her not to drink the water. The Gemara asks Ramin, I'll ask you a We have a brass that says, The same way that we frighten her, intimidate her not to drink the water, so too we're going to frighten her or intimidate her, which really means we're going to impress upon her that she should drink the water. I mean, why they tell her, BT, my daughter, if you're really certain that you're tar and you didn't do an Avera, so you should maintain your ground, maintain your innocence, and drink the water, and you shouldn't be afraid to drink it. This Maimamarim is compared to a dry salve, like a dry cream that's placed on raw flesh. In Yeshamaka, if there's a wound on the flesh, so it goes down and it's going to heal that wound. In Shamaka, but if there's no wound there, in Ma'oklum, so nothing happens. And if you're truly innocent, so nothing's going to happen to you if you drink the water, so you don't have to be afraid to drink it. Now, what do we see from here? That they tried to convince her to drink it, whereas Aramish says, Mashma, that we only try to convince her not to drink it. So the Gemara says, like Hashem, no problem. Aramish says, talking about before Hashem's name was erased in the water, so we try to get her not to drink it so that we don't have to erase Hashem's name. But the Brasa is talking about after Hashem's name is erased, we're afraid that maybe she's going to get cold feet and she's going to say, no, 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 I'm not drinking the water anymore. And she's going to falsely admit that she's Tameh. Now she's going to have a bad name and her children are going to have a bad name. So after Hashem's name is erased, we're going to try to convince her to drink the water and don't worry, nothing's going to happen to you if you're really innocent. And the Gemara continues, the Mishnah had said that we say these things in front of her that really she's not right to hear. Tanabana, we have a Brasa that explains this. We say Dvarm of Agada in front of her. And stories that happened in earlier writings, meaning stories that happened early on in the Torah. Kigain, for example, it says in the Pasuk, Asher Chacham Yagidu, those that wise men say, and wasn't withheld from their fathers. In other words, we tell her stories about great people who did Averis and who admitted that they did the Avera. So who do we tell her about? Number one, Yehuda, one of the Shvatim, Yehuda, Haida, he admitted that he was the one that made Tamar pregnant, and he wasn't embarrassed. And Maya Saifai, what happened to him at the end? He narrated Ayla Maba. And Ruvain also, Haida Vlaibaish, he admitted and he wasn't embarrassed. He admitted that he switched his father's bed and he wasn't embarrassed to do so. And Maha Saifi, what happened to him? He got on Maba. And Mascharan, what was their reward for admitting? The Gemara asked, Mascharan, what was their reward? We just said that they got on Maba. So the Gemara says, no, El what was their Scharan in this world for admitting? So we quote a Pasuk, to them alone the land was given, 
Chacham, no stranger passed among them. Both Yehuda and Ruvain were first to receive their portions in Eretz Yisrael. So this is what they would tell the woman in order to get her to admit her guilt. We see that great people did something wrong and they admitted their guilt as well. But now the Gemara analyzes this. We find that Yehuda admitted. Yehuda recognized the signs that she brought out. And he said, she's right. Me many. It's from me. I'm the one that made her pregnant. So the Pasuk says that he admitted. How do we know that Ruvain admitted that he switched his father's bed? So the answer is, What's Pshat in the Pasuk in Vizayis HaBracha? Mesh Rabbeinu gave a bracha to all the Shvatim, and he said, Yechi Ruvain v'al Yamais. Ruvain should live and not die. And then right afterwards he says, Vizayis Yehuda, And this is to Yehuda. So first of all, why does Yehuda follow Ruvain? Secondly, this is a weird way to start at the Pasuk. Vizayis Yehuda, And this is to Yehuda. So what's the understanding of this? Kol Eisun Shanim Shah Yisrael Midbar. All the years that Am Yisrael was traveling through the Midbar, Yehuda's bones were rolling around his coffin. And he davened for mercy for Yehuda. Who caused Ruvain to admit his wrong? Yehuda. Yehuda was the reason that Ruvain admitted. Ruvain saw that Yehuda admitted, so Ruvain admitted as well. And precisely Yehuda, is this Yehuda's reward? His bones are rolling around the Aaron. And Miyad right away, which is a continuation of the Pasuk. Hashem, listen to the voice of Yehuda. So what happened after this tefillah? All of Yerel Shafa, his bones went back into their proper place. However, there still wasn't a full Yeshua for Yehuda. They weren't allowing him into the Yeshiva Shalmaila. So therefore, Mashrabenu Davin Vel Ametivianu, bring him into his nation, meaning allow him into the Yeshiva. However, still there was a problem because Yehuda didn't know how to have a shaka vitari with Rabbanon. He wasn't able to argue properly in the base Majish of Yeshiva Shalmaila. So Mashrabenu continued davening for him, Yadav Rav Lai, may his hands fight for him, meaning he should be able to get involved in those discussions. But still, he wasn't able to come out with a learning which is Alibi the Hilchasa, meaning they didn't accept his teachings. So Mashabenu continued davening the Azim Ritzar of Tia, and you should be help for him against his adversaries, meaning those that are arguing with him, you should help him win the argument. So we see from this whole back and forth that Ruvain did publicly admit his Avera. But now the Gemara asked, We understand Yehuda had to publicly admit his Avera, so Tamar wouldn't get Sreifa. Why did Ruvain have to publicly admit what he did wrong? Someone who specifies his Averas publicly is Chatzif. They're very brazen for doing so. A person shouldn't just stop and admit their Averas publicly. So why did Ruvain have to admit his wrong publicly? The answer is, that's so that his brothers weren't suspected of switching their father's bed. Therefore, he admitted, I was the one that did it. I will continue explaining the Mishnah. If she said, I'm Tame, she doesn't drink the water. And what does she do? Shaiver's Ksuba. So the Mishnah says, she writes a Shaiver, a receipt for her Ksuba. In other words, that I didn't get my Ksuba because I was Mizana. The Gemara says, we see from here, Kaisman Shaiver, that we are able to write a receipt for a document. This is a discussion that we find throughout Shas. If Ruven owes Shimon money, and let's say the money was paid, or for whatever reason it doesn't have to be paid, so do we just return the original loan document? Or do we write a shiver? Do we write a receipt? And we don't have to return the original loan document. Here we see that we're able to write a shiver. We're able to write a receipt because she doesn't just give her ksuba back to her husband. She writes him a receipt. I didn't receive my ksuba because of X, Y, Z. So Amar Abayah says, no, that's not a raya. Tanim karas. We should really read the Mishnah as saying that she tears her ksuba and no receipt is written. Now Amar Rava, Rava said to him, tani. The Mishnah says very clearly, shiveris, that she writes a receipt. So Amar Rava, Rava gives a different answer. But Malcolm Shein, Kasvin, Ksuba, We're talking about a place where ksuba is not written. This 
this was a place where the minig was not to write a ksuba, so therefore she has no ksuba to give back to him or to tear up, and therefore instead she's going to write him a receipt that I didn't get my ksuba because of XYZ. And we continue explaining the Mishnah we had said, if she says that I'm tahar, meaning she's maintaining her innocence, we bring it to the eastern gate, which is near Shar Nikonar. The Gemara asks, we bring her up to the eastern gate, that's where she is already, because we had said that we bring her to the Bezana Gadol, which as we had said was in the Lishkasa Gazis, which is right near the eastern gate. So what does it mean we bring her up to the eastern gate? She's already standing there. So Gemara answers, we bring her up and we bring her down, we schlep her all around the Harabayas. Why would we do that Yaga in order to tire her out and it will hopefully weaken her resolve and she's going to admit that she did something wrong, if she taka did. And where do we see that we do something similar to Tanya? We have a brass from Shemuel Lazar Emer. He tells us, Bezin Masinus or Edim Makam Makam. Bezin is going to take the Edim from place to place, Kadesh Darf Daitan Alehen, in order that their minds should get off her blungent, Vyaxrubahen, and they'll be Chazer from their Edos. This is talking about Edim that are testifying about a capital case, Ruven killed Shimon, and we're afraid that maybe they come to give false Edos. So, in order to tire them out and admit that their Edos is false, if Itaka is, we schlep them from here to there and there to here in the base of Mikdash compound. So, we see that we have this concept of tiring a person out in order to get them to admit their guilt. We're going to stop here for the day, pick up tomorrow, continue to explain the Mishnah. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.